0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello and welcome to A Day of Prayer. It's my privilege and honor to present a special treat for you today with our guest speaker, He's a very humble man, loves the Lord with all his heart, and has demonstrated that, that test, uh, if you will, over time, or a long time. He's definitely one of the pillars in the faith. So, would like to welcome, without any further ado, my dad and our guest speaker, Ivan Lucier. The title of this message is, The Greatest Gift. Let me begin with a few questions. Before you knew the Lord, what is the greatest gift you remember getting? The age you were of is is of no importance. If you were very young, it may have been a bicycle or perhaps a game system. If older, perhaps had rich parents, possibly a car. What would it have been for you? In Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, it says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? So now provided you have received Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, what do you believe the greatest gift would be in him? Now remember what it says in James. James 1, verse 16 and 17. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Since all perfect gifts are from above, what do you say is God's greatest gift of all? I would venture to say a few of you might say it is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. After all, it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Also in Acts chapter 10, verse 44 and 45, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. All these circumcised believers who came with Peter, were amazed, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. I tend, though, to believe that most would say salvation and eternal life. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Also in Romans 5, verse 15 through 17. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift of grace, uh, and the gift by the grace of the one man, Christ Jesus, abound to the many. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for on the one hand, the judgment arose from one transgression, resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions resulting in justification. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who received the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So what do you think? Would I be right? Now let me just say that I believe you would be wrong. After all, what gift could possibly be greater than salvation and and eternal life? So allow me to explain. In Romans chapter 5 verse 1 through 8 we read, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exult in hope of the glory of God. Not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulations bring us about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless at the right time Christ died for the ungodly for one will hardly die for a righteous man though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die but god demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us also in 1 corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 and 13 for now we see in a mirror dimly but then Face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I am fully known, have been fully known, excuse me. But now faith, hope, love abides these three. But the greatest of these is love. So why is the greatest gift love? We know that faith and hope are of total importance. Here are a few scriptures that prove that. Hebrews 11.6, and without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. In Romans 8, verse 24-25, for in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. Once again, why is the greatest gift love? Well, in 1 John 4, 7 through 21, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Just pay attention here. Where love came from, as well as who true love is. So why do I say that the greatest gift is love? Well, in verse 9, by this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. So you see, love came to us first, which in turn brought about salvation and eternal life. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. So here's another by this. You know, we read before, by this. Notice that in him also, He in us, because in Christ you have become the temple of God. So verse 13, by this, we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. We have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Please note another by this. In order for us to attain to this love which God has given us and expects from us, we need to remain in him and he in us, as we cannot do it ourselves. In the same way that we could not save ourselves, he has to do it through us. So verse 17, by this love is perfected in us so that we may have confidence in a day of judgment because he is so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. So you see there is a proof as to if you are in him and he in you. So here's another by this in the same. 1 John 3.10 By this the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. Again, Galatians 5.5-6 5, 5 For we through the Spirit by faith are waiting for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. Have you noticed that this is virtually the same scripture as 1 Corinthians thirteen, thirteen, as it also covers faith, hope, and love, yet reinstates that love is the most important. So what is our work in all this? What are we expected to do? <coughs> Excuse me. In 2 Corinthians 8, 7 through 9, But just as you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all earnestness and in the love we inspired in you, see that you abound in this gracious work also. Now I'm not speaking this as a command, but as proven through the earnestness of others the sincerity of your love also. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. Now, did you notice what was said? Proving through others the sincerity of your love. In other words, others should see that you have this love. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 8 through 11. But since we are of the day, let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. Now, I hope by now you've noticed how often faith, hope, and love appear in so many sets of scriptures. Love to others comes in so many different forms. Let me list just a few. We just read about encouragement and building up. What about kindness or forgiveness or compassion or grace or mercy? And the list goes on. We all need to attain these things, all the while abstaining from other things. 2 Timothy 2 verse 22 through 26 Now flee from youthful lusts, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, but refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. The Lord's bond, bond service must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. Also in 1 Timothy 6, verse 11 through 12, But flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. You made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In 2 Timothy 1, verse 13 and 14, retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in you the treasure which has been entrusted to you. So allow the Lord to work in you to get you there. Remember the admonition that our Lord has given us. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 11, We're just going to do one through three right now. If I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. You must remember what the Lord did for you. How he had patience with you for however long it took for you to come to him. And how many chances he gave you. He now expects us to do the same. We must not be too just too quick to wipe the dust off our feet, just because someone is slow in coming. Remember, he is the judge, not you. This is what he tells us in the following verses, verse 4 through 11. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag, is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in, the, in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Now I'd like to close with the following. 1 Timothy four ten through 12 for it is for this we labor and strive, because we have fixed our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of believers. Now prescribe and teach these things. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. In 1 Thessalonians 1 verse two and three. We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father. Now to end, which is what I'm going to do here, let this be a prayer for you. In Ephesians three fourteen through 21, this is what it says. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, a adayofprayer.org